It's me, Dan, from Harmontown. You can hear episodes of our show and 30 others before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. The TuneIn app is a free mobile audio app available across iOS, Android, and Windows. Podcast superfans get even more from their favorite shows. For four weeks, new episodes of Harmontown will be available a full 24 hours early, exclusively on TuneIn. Podcasts will release their new episodes early, including feral audio shows like Drinky Fun Time, Dome People Town, and Natural. Butte. Tune in is also full of content like live sports, news, music, and audiobooks. Get the next episode of Harmontown right now at the TuneIn app at tunein.com slash Harmontown. PRA, Public Radio America. You're smarter already. This week on You're Welcome, we'll meet three brave Americans valiantly taking their issues and making it all about them. Welcome to your welcome. I'm Stefan Hyphenstraitman, and I refuse to sing along with most Top 40 pop songs due to their deliberately bad grammar. Our first interview today is with Sherman Monroe, a tireless activist for the Memory Loss Association, who fights intermittently for the rights and fair representation of all those afflicted with amnesia, which ranges in severity from Soap Opera 1 through Soap Opera 10. Sherman Monroe, welcome to your welcome. <laughs> Here. I'm interviewing you for the radio. Oh. Well, thanks for having me. Of course. First question. When faced with the challenges amnesia presents to those who wish to fit into society and uh, contribute... Who are you? I'm Stefan Hyphenstraitman. I'm interviewing you. Uh, for what? You're an advocate for the MLA. Oh, 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 right. Do you remember what that stands for? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. What does MLA stand for, Sherman? Uh, most, most likely, uh, <laughs> a... <laughs> no, the correct answer was Memory Loss Association. Ah, <laughs> damn it. Our next question. What is your name? Oh. <laughs> Can I check my driver's license? No, that's cheating. Damn. Oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> that's that's fine. I, I forgot my wallet at home anyway. Time's running hey. out, Sherman. Okay. Uh, can I have a hint? No, Sherman, you can't. <sighs> okay, okay. Well, I'm going to... Oh, I'm going to go with Angelo. Angelo Bisconti. Very good try. No, it's Sherman Monroe. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, next question. Oh, right. It's our public radio triple point double down. <laughs> this question is worth three times the points if you double down, or you could lose everything. I'm going to double down, Marty. It's Stefan. I'm so sorry. That's all right. Your question is, is my name Marty? Oh. Oh. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with <laughs> Okay. Uh, I'm just going to play the numbers here. There there are more people not named Marty than there are named Marty. I'll say. Uh, 
Uh, what was the question? Is my name Marty? Mm, I don't know. I'll give you that one. Yes! Okay, now, what can you tell us about the Memory Loss Association? What am I doing here? Thank you, Sherman. You can learn more about the MLA and all they do by visiting www.mostlikelya.com and visiting their Frequently Asked Questions page, where the most frequently asked question is, Huh? PRA and Your Welcome World News are brought to you by Open Mics. Open your minds, open your hearts. Open your mics and close your tabs as quickly as possible. Our next story... Chartreuse Beljar visited the site of an ongoing protest against discrimination. Here's Chartreuse with the story. I'm here in the basement of 1414 Sycamore Boulevard in the suburban town of Downers Grove, Illinois, to talk to the leader of a movement that's been going on for over 10 months. Downers Grove is developing a worldwide reputation as a hotbed of discrimination against men with long hair insultingly inaccurately referred to as long hairs. The leader of the long-haired male coalition, Vaughn Van Barker. Hello, Vaughn. Thanks for agreeing to meet me in HQ, Miss Beljar. Of course. Thank you for picking me up at the airport. Just don't tell my dad I borrowed his pickup truck. He'll kill me. Okay, fine. Can you pause your uh, video game for uh, just a minute? I can do both. I have an IQ of 194. Wow. And do you find that to be an IQ typical of people with long hair? It doesn't hurt. In fact, it doesn't hurt anyone or anything. It's totally harmless. So what's the big deal with having long hair? You poor man. What can you tell us about the trials long-haired males have suffered at the hands of discrimination? It never ends, Miss Beljar. It never ends. Ends. It seems like every day the conversation comes up again and again. At breakfast, hey, it's today today you'll cut your damn hair. At dinner, I slave all day and have to come home and stare at this mop on your head. In the middle of the night, shouting down the stairs, hey, hope you're dreaming of cutting that hair, you little ingrate. I mean, it's... Sorry. I'm getting choked up. Oh, here, let me, let me move your hair away from your mouth. No, I'm not choking on my hair. It's my emotions. Oh, well, I definitely can't help with that. <laughs> Ask my therapist. Now, what about discrimination outside of the household? Oh, that's fine. Nothing going on, really. I work as a pretty lax office environment. They don't say anything. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay. I mean... If they made me cut my hair, I could sue them for discrimination anyway, but that won't happen. Rob's a cool boss. He's so cool he lets me call him by his first name. His first name's Rob. Uh, but surely on the street there's harassment, maybe even assault? Nope. A uh, biker gang high-fived me once, and a uh, woman asked me to you know, talk last week, but then she said, Oh, sorry, I thought you were my friend Angie. Well, you do have nice skin. I know. Long hair shields my face from nature's elements. So, uh, okay, this protest is against uh, discrimination in the home? My home. You're, you're protesting your dad. He's such a jerk hole. How are you protesting? Pretty good. No, no I mean, um, what methods? Oh, 
civil disobedience. I don't take out the trash anymore. I don't do dishes. I definitely don't mow the lawn. I mean, it's been snowing, so he hasn't asked me to, but I, I've made my position clear. Is your is your dad around for any comments? Oh, you you don't want to talk to him. He he sucks. Besides, he's at work at, till eight usually. Eight? That's a pretty long work day. He's probably exhausted when he gets home. No wonder his temper is so short. Well, a short temper is no match for long hair, Miss Bell. Well, what does he what does he do? He oppresses my God given right to grow N- my no, hair. No, like a like for a job. Uh, he's a technician at the phone company. Um. He maintains landlines and stuff. Wow, that's a stressful job. Maybe he just doesn't know where to put that stress. You know, maybe he had a dream once of doing something else with his life, and now he feels trapped in an occupation he never intended to make into a career. Yo, knock it off. What? You're totally taking his side. Mom takes his side. My older sister Karen and her ugly fiancé take his side. Everybody's against me. Okay, well... Could you just move out? Are you kidding? I can't even afford a haircut. Well, Vaughn, I think I speak for everyone when I say you're a victim. Thank you. From Downers Grove, Illinois, this is Chartreuse Beljar. Our next activist, or maybe our first actual activist at the rate we're going, is Clem Harrington, day shift manager at the Holiday Inn in Flagstaff, Arizona who has taken a courageous stand against threats of terrorism, insisting on leaving his hotel open during the busiest time of year at his own risk. Unbelievable. Now, we have him on the phone now. Mr. Harrington, are you there? Uh, Hi, Stephen. Long long time listener. Thank you, Clem. It's always good to meet a fan. Mm, No, uh, not your show. I just mean uh, I've been listening to the radio uh, for a very long time, ever since... uh, uh, I was a little boy. Oh, so just in general, just long-time radio listener. Okay. Yes, sir. Right. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. No, just uh, not much else to do with my, my time all day. Uh, I'm behind a desk for hours and, and hours, you know, turning people away. It's just me and the cleaning staff and the uh, the mailman. He hangs out for the free coffee and the, the Fruit Loops. I like Fruit Loops. Uh, but, but I'm not closing, Stefan. This is about standing my ground. As an American. Very impressive. So what sort of uh, terrorist threats has your establishment been receiving, Clem? Uh, well, Stefan, uh, people coming in droves and droves, hundreds a day. Sometimes uh, families, hell, usually families, but, uh, you know, each of them get turned away, and that's a promise. Do you get turned ton- hundreds of threats? No threats, man. People arriving... In person. Flesh and blood. The real deal. So, you mean you're turning away hundreds of terrorists? That's right, Stefan. Hundreds of terrorists a day. But we here at the end will not negotiate with terrorists. You're... Wait. Just give me a minute here. You're turning away terrorists. Right. Right. Terrorists. The war is on, but I'm winning. This is a war on... I've declared war on terrorism. 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 It's about time people heard about the ongoing threat of terrorism in Flagstaff. Are you... I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Are you saying terrorism or tourism? No, 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 no. 
Tourism. It's rampant. An epidemic, really. Tourism. You've declared war on tourism. What do you what, what do you have against tourists? Have you ever worked in a hotel, Stefan? My man? Have I ever? No. I have been a radio disc jockey. Well, see, that's your first problem. Long time. Okay. See, you, you're, you're used to dealing with the locals. The people that are there and know they can turn to you to trust you and what you have to say, your opinion. Okay? But see me, I'm dealing with the people coming in from out of town. Not from around here. Not the locals. Not the same as your audience. Okay, so tourists from out of town. So, I mean, are we at least talking about tourists from high threat level places? North Korea, Saudi Arabia, are they still a problem? No, 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 no. We're talking, we're talking even higher alert places. Places like San Francisco, New York City. Uh, I mean, I, from what I can tell, even Atlanta starting to be like it's making a change. We're being re- really bad these days. I see. So there's a high tourism threat coming from Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, and, and don't even get me started on uh, uh, on the influx of uh, of people from Phoenix here in in our own state that uh, I I will not tolerate. Okay, I will take you up on that and not get you started on that. Um, okay, so uh, as long as I've got you on the phone after this mortifying misunderstanding, um, tell me, Clem, do you have a tourism warning level in the same way that uh, sane people who make a difference in the world have a terrorism threat level? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir, we do. I, okay. I, like, I like to go by the, uh, the Eminem level of... Uh, of identification. So you don't use colors; you use flavors of M and M. Yes, sir. I mean, it's much easier that way. Uh, if uh, if I if I see an obese person from the south, I label them peanut. If uh, let let's say we got some of them uh, fruity types coming in from uh, San Francisco, I like to use the birthday cake. Uh, option. It's a new M&M flavor, uh, but I guess it's acceptable now. So birthday cake seems to work just fine. What about families from the East Coast, from New York or, let's say, affluent Connecticut? Oh, that's, that's very easy, Stefan. Uh, we, uh, we, we use peanut butter for them. Because, okay, not peanuts. No, no, not peanut, because peanut is a perfectly... Uh, acceptable form of M&M, but then they they just really tried to make it like a, a, a Reese's Pieces or uh, just just something that just defies all logic and good taste, and it's just absolutely disgusting when you bite down into just what used to be milk chocolatey, you expect maybe a little crunch, but then you misread it and it wasn't actually peanut, it was peanut butter. You missed the whole butter portion of it, and you get a taste that you just don't like. It doesn't sit well with the type of people around here. And, and that's basically uh, the whole eastern seaboard. Good heavens. So based off your overwhelmingly passionate vitriol against peanut butter flavored M&M's, I'm guessing that uh, an affluent uh, waspy family of five from Greenwich, Connecticut uh, would be your highest tourism threat level. Yeah, well, I wouldn't even open the bag. Wow. 
Okay, sorry about that, listeners. Uh, we seem to have lost Mr. Harrington when I intentionally hung up on him. That just about wraps it up for your welcome this week, but first, we're right all the time except when we aren't, so here are this week's retractions. JFK was shot in Dallas, Texas, not in a cliffhanger episode of the popular 80s soap opera Dallas. The Mayans and Incans were two totally different things. Ice melts faster than diamonds. Benjamin Franklin did not invent the light bulb. The kite that got struck by lightning is officially and technically known as a kite bulb. We are up to 1.14% of our goal for Public Radio America's fundraiser. Donors at the $10 level receive a deck of playing cards featuring Supreme Court justices from the 1800s wearing nothing but negligee. Special thanks, as always, to correspondents Eric Stolls, Madeline Wager, Levi Petrie, and Jeremy Simon, along with, of course, in-studio necromancer Zane Grant. I'm Stefan Hyphen-Straitman saying thank you and you're welcome. National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.